Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. All right, we move into the 9 o'clock hour, broadcasting live from the DriveHuber.com studios. KB and Andy, wake up call, hanging out with you. Another hour here, up until 10 o'clock. Miss any part of the show, you can always check that out, 1075thefan.com. We had Rick Carlisle on. Uh, we had him on the 8 o'clock hour. Some great stuff there. Daniel Jeremiah going to join us from the NFL Network here in a second. Uh, reminder, Steichen and Ballard on Wednesday. They'll be speaking. We hope to have uh, Chris Ballard on Thursday in the 9 o'clock hour as the Colts eight weeks away from the NFL draft. All right, let's go on out to the Payless Liquors Hotline. Daniel Jeremiah joins us. You'll see him all over the NFL network, also host of the podcast, Move the Sticks, and he joins us here on this Tuesday. Daniel, good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I know your schedule is busy. Let's start here. Uh, Besides Caleb Williams and all the drama, perhaps, around him, uh, what is the main storyline besides Caleb Williams for you that you'll be watching going into the Combine this week? Well, for me, it's going to be these other two positions with tackles and receivers, which feel like the deepest in the draft to me by a considerable margin. So I'm anxious to see if that holds serve, you know, get a chance to see these guys live in person, uh, see how big they are, get a chance to see these guys move around a little bit. So uh, that would probably be the, the, the biggest storyline for me. It's it, On the outside coming into this week, it looks like a great, great group of, tight, of uh, tackles and wideouts. Again, Daniel Jeremiah, obviously, as Andy said, you'll see him all over the NFL Network, does an outstanding job when it comes to the draft. He's with us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Daniel, your latest mock, you had Nate Wiggins to the Colts at 15. Interesting enough, you had Brock Bowers dropping to 18 to Cincinnati. Uh, Any thought to Bowers there at 15 to Indianapolis? That would be a heck of a pick. I think I might have done it there in the uh, previous one. Uh, they all start blending together when you're doing <laughs> these mock drafts. But that would be uh, it. Would be a, a great fit in Indianapolis if he were to go there. Just from a standpoint of, it's you know to me, it kind of reminds me of Dallas Clark with a jetpack strapped to his back. Mm. So it would be a uh, it would be something that Colts fans would have a lot of fun watching. But usually when I'm when I'm doing those um, you know mock drafts since Chris Ballard got there. I try and just find the toolsiest, traitsiest player I can find and throw him in there. And uh, and Wiggins fits that mold. Very smart move, knowing Chris Bauer and how much he loves those uh, RAS scores when it comes to the draft. I'm curious, depth-wise, wideout versus edge rusher. Because in my opinion, Daniel, this team right now, those are the two needs I kind of put above the rest. So when you weigh that, at like pick 15, what type of edge rusher would you be looking versus you know, wideout-wise, is there more depth there if you were to wait on that until whatever, you come around in the middle of round two? Yeah, there's a zillion receivers. So if it came down and it was anywhere close and you get a chance to get one of the top three edge rushers, for sure it's a no-brainer. Um, I, I think you'd go edge rusher. Even if it was your fourth guy, I think you could make a strong case that, well, you're still going to have receiver options. You're going to like it, pick 46. So um, you know, I think Ty, Ty definitely goes to the edge rusher in that scenario. 
Daniel Jeremiah joining us uh, from the NFL, uh, from the NFL Network, hosts the podcast Move the Sticks. You'll see him all over, uh, be knocking out of the park there for the NFL Network. You know, we talked about this, JJ McCarthy. Uh, it seems, it seems, and you tell us a consensus that he will go before fifteen uh, to the Colts. So that would put four quarterbacks. Do you believe that to be true? How big is this week for a guy like JJ McCarthy? And then, do you think a fifth quarterback could? slip in there before the Colts at 15, given that so many teams are looking at quarterbacks this season? Yeah, you know, look, it sounds crazy when you say that big of a number, but I, you know, I wouldn't rule anything out at this point in time. I do know we got to get through, uh, you know, we got to get through free agency, see what the musical chairs looks like, uh, see where these veterans land and, and, and uh, you know, in terms of the teams that are picking ahead of them, if they are able to solve that with a veteran, that could change the math a little bit, but I do feel I do feel strongly we're going to get four, you know, and whether that's McCarthy or Bo Nix or, you know, maybe, you know, somehow panics were to get up in there. But there's just the math doesn't work. There's too many teams that need quarterbacks. Again, he's Daniel Jeremiah. He's with us here on the Payless Slickers Hotline. NFL Network coverage going to ramp up later this week. So prospects get on the field Thursday for workouts. Uh, speaking of QBs, Michael Penix, 38th guy on your board. How much of that is due to the medicals? Uh, and where do you exactly see him falling when it's all said and done? Yeah, that's the biggest concern. I mean, it's hard to put a list together on the outside because as currently constructed, the Move the Sticks podcast does not have a medical team. Um, <laughs> so we're working on that. We're going to see if we can maybe get that accomplished. Good luck on that. Uh, but, yeah, so, yeah, that's it's going to be a little bit of an unknown from the outside. The teams will have all that information that they need. Uh, but that would be the number one concern. Then I would say, you know, just some of the pocket movement stuff. You saw you saw his ability to do that in the Texas game. Uh, but there are other games where, you know, it just you know, wasn't really creative um, in terms of being able to move around and, and get away from things. So uh, those would be kind of the two limiting factors. But, man, the guy can throw the heck out of it. He's got a power, power arm. He can drive it. Throws a beautiful deep ball. Um, so there's there's a lot to like there. I kind of put him in that. That second round, second round range for me. Um, just kind of waiting on, uh, on on hearing some information from these teams and how it comes out of this week medically. Okay, you kind of let off with wideout tackle, great depth there. Where is it shallow in this year's draft class? Uh, I don't think it's a great tight end group. Um, running back wise, we don't have high end guys, but we've got a good group of six to eight guys that I think are, you know, worthy of going on day two at some point in time. Um, so there, there's that group. Uh, I get other positions around linebacker, off the ball linebacker is not great. Uh, I think we have one first round caliber uh, off the ball linebacker in Edger and Cooper. And then after that, it, you know, you start to fall off and it's not quite as deep. So uh, yeah, it's definitely this year more than any other. It feels like we've got some loaded positions and some that are pretty shallow. Daniel Jeremiah joining us here. It's a wake-up call here on The Fan on this. Tuesday joins us on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, he's doing football workouts, Daniel. He's not doing the combine workouts. What do you make of that? And then I guess some of the internet murmurings that some teams may have Malik neighbors actually a little bit higher than Marvin Harrison Jr. Do you believe that? And what do you make of kind of his workout schedule and how he's approaching the next six, seven, eight weeks or so? Yeah, I mean, I look. I, I don't. I don't uh, have anything negative to say about his decision not to do anything. I mean, in some ways, I feel like it'd be like going to a uh, young Mariah Carey and ask, asking her to audition. You know, like you kind of like, okay, well, I've kind of seen everything I can do here. Do I really need to do more? So, I, I get it. I mean, the interesting thing with him, he went through the whole pro day last year at Ohio State. 
So when C.J. Stroud was out there throwing, he was out there running routes. Teams taking notes on him. So I'm curious to see, even when we get to the pro day, how much you're going to see him uh, really do. But, uh, you know, in terms of how close it is, I, I have really close grades. I have a Dunze actually over neighbors. But all three of those guys, I mean, I think those are those are all top five players in this draft class. That is a great group of wideouts. He's great, Daniel Jeremiah. Certainly draft coverage, his specialty. When it comes to NFL Network, you'll see him a lot this week, live here over at Lucas Oil Stadium. Again, we'll be down at the convention center each of the next three mornings for live shows. Daniel, specifically for me, when I think of wideout tight end for the Colts, I think of getting a guy that can really impact post-catch. You know, the Colts have got a lot of power forwards in their room. You know, Josh Downs a nice slot guy. And I get these guys are hard to find, but, you know, it's those guys you throw the ball to, boom, they go make the play with the ball in their hands. If you thought of some guys post-catch in this draft class, wideout tight end-wise, who stands out to you? Yeah, I mean, from the uh, you know from the wideouts standpoint, it's, it's Malachi Corley. I mean, he's the best run after catch guy out of Western Kentucky. He's you know I think he's even if you looked up his uh, his handle on social media, I think is like Yak King or Yak Monster or something. So he, he takes uh, he takes a lot of pride in that. Uh, and he's the best in this class with the ball in his hands. One of the ones that's kind of uh, um, that I really like. We've talked so much about Lad McConkey as a route runner in this uh, in this draft season, but with the ball in his hands, he can make you miss and run away from you too, out of Georgia. So he's a he's a fun one. Who actually somebody I was talking to the, the other day uh, compared him to Brandon Stokely, which I thought was kind of an interesting one because you know it wasn't you know Brandon could play outside, he could play inside, and, and you guys know him well. There uh, was a really really good player. So that that would be another receiver. Uh, McLaughlin would be the tight end I'd keep an eye on out of Arizona. He's really really good with the ball in his hands. Um, and uh, kind of a little bit of an under-the-radar guy. Probably be like a fourth-round pick, um, but I, I like his game a lot. Yeah, Daniel Jeremiah is with us. Move the Sticks is the podcast, and again, plenty of appearances coming up this week on NFL Network. You'll see him alongside Rich Eisen for all of their coverage. Uh, locally here, I know not a ton of flavor, but certainly if you go up to South Bend, you're going to get some. Uh, Joe Alt, the offensive tackle there, I assume he's a top-ten pick in your eyes? Yeah, he's he's just so safe and clean and you know look to see he doesn't you know he's not the quite the athlete or the mover that maybe some of the you know tonsils are or some of those guys that we've seen over the years maybe not quite in that class you know with Slater or Sewell but he's he's just really really technically sound and the guy's dang enormous so um, you're not going to get you're not going to get through him and he just doesn't really get beat so uh, to me he's he's like the I had him as a top offensive lineman just because I feel like it's just you're parking that ball right in the middle of the fairway. Daniel Jeremiah with us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Uh, Daniel, what do you believe? I don't know. Some of the noise around Caleb Williams. Does he want to play in Chicago? Does he not want to play in Chicago? That sort of thing. Uh, you know, could the Bears trade out and continue to move down a time or two and continue, you know, their last couple years of just this arsenal of first and second and third round picks? What do you believe to be true? Uh, and what kind of conversations are you expecting this week at the Combine surrounding Caleb Williams and will he play for Chicago and just all of that noise right now? Well, you know, one of the things I'm looking forward to most here is just hearing from Caleb Williams because, you know, look, he doesn't have an agent and he's the, you know, kind of the point person of this draft. He's the face of this draft and has been for over a year. 
So everybody has theories. Everybody's heard this from another person who heard it from another person who heard it from another person. Uh, there's very little concrete information on that. So I'm I'm anxious to actually hear him speak for himself. You know, is he, you know, is he okay with with going to Chicago? Does he want to be the first pick? And um, you know, what does he plan on doing from now till the draft? So uh, that's that's to me what I'm just waiting on. I know one thing: the kid is ridiculously talented. Yeah, no, he's really good. Now you and Drake May. Uh, second, your latest mock draft, you had him going second. Again, we'll see with all the trades. You actually, uh, you had Jane Daniels making it all the way to six in the New York Giants. Why do you have May second? Why do you have Daniels third? Yeah, that's still TBD on that one. Um, I I ended up, uh, you know, I, I wanted to do something different. I have quarterbacks going one, two, three in the first one. I think that's what ends up happening. And if it's not with New England, it would be with the trade. I just did these mock drafts, especially before free agency. I'm like, I'm not going to do trades in this thing. I just <laughs> let's just wait. So connecting him more with the team than necessarily the slot sure. and the Giants being a, a quarterback team. So that's where I had him going there. But in terms of those two guys, yeah, that's that's one of the things. Um, that's going to be one of my projects I'm looking forward to. As you kind of jam through to get all 330 of these guys done before the combine. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to once this is over, going back and having a chance to do a, a deeper dive on those two guys. Because, you know, make no mistake, Jaden Daniels played better than Drake May this year. Um, I don't think anybody would really refute that. But, uh, you know, it's kind of the, the body of work as well as kind of the build, the frame, um, you know, kind of the, the, the raw tools that Drake May has. That's why I have him ahead of, of Jaden Daniels right now. But that one's not, uh, that one's not in ink. Let's put it that way. All right, Daniel, we'll end with this. And as always, we appreciate your time here. I know it's a busy week, and your schedule combine-wise has really shifted in years with now the you know workouts becoming at night a little bit more. Uh, if I took St. Elmo's off the board, mm. what, what is your uh, one go-to stop here in the city of Indianapolis? Well, I mean, does it count? Isn't like isn't Harry and Izzy's owned by the same people? Is that like? Yeah, Indians? it's kind of a cop out answer. If I'm going to be totally honest, yeah. I, I that's all. You know what I do? I go there and I go to Chick Fil A and I sit in my room and I watch tape. <laughs> You're damn right. Spoken like a draft guru right. right there. That honestly sounds like a pretty good like weekend away. If I'm going to be totally honest with you there. <laughs> there used to be a good sushi place that I used to go to with one of my buddies. I've been coming here for 20 plus years. And then it shut down about five years ago. And there was literally three straight years where we walked to it and forgot that it shut down. <laughs> I thought you were going to say steak and shake right there on the corner of Maryland. And, uh... No, I've done, I've done my steak and shake. It's not a proud moment, but I've done it. <laughs> he is Daniel Jeremiah. You'll see his coverage all week long here on NFL Network live from Indianapolis. Daniel, safe travels, man. Uh, Appreciate the time. I appreciate you guys. Have a good week. That's Daniel Jeremiah right there on the Payless Liquors Hotline. I had a proud dad moment on Sunday. Can oh, I, did you? Yeah. Can I reveal this to you? Yeah, let's go. Uh, so Maddie wasn't feeling great, as I'm Shocker. sure you can understand yeah. with uh, how my voice is sounding. So um, I decided to take the kids over Steak and Shake uh, over at 54th and Keystone there. Okay. And walk inside there and... Uh, you know, I'm I'm trying to hype up the the steak and shake experience, and we get in there, and I go, Rosie, that's the claw machine. Your dad has had a lot of battles with the claw <laughs> machine over the years. They've oftentimes ended with claw getting the last laugh. Oh, yeah. I have shamelessly spent an absurd amount of money on the claw machine. Uh, we did this a few weeks ago in South Bend twice with the claw machine. I struck out both times. We got tears after both strikeouts of the claw machine. I wanted to say to her, you know, I mean, the odds of the claw machine yeah, come on. being a success yeah. rate are, I mean, it's yeah. a bigger crapshoot than the NFL draft come it around, is. 
round six or seven. It's a great point. You have a better chance of selecting the the proper quarterback. Yeah, Tom Brady in, in, in the draft again. Right. Yeah. So um, I, for some reason, like I'm confident about the claw machine, and I go over there, and I, you know, the claw starts going down. Twenty seconds. I press the button. I aim at what I think is correctly, and all of a sudden, uh, blue, blue is who Ro- Rosie announced. I think it was one of those. Uh, uh, blue Paw Patrol uh, looking characters rose to the top and I cannot describe you the sweaty nervous moments oh, no. as the claw reaches the top of the machine yep. and now is making its descent towards yep. the empty bucket area. The, the, that it's fu- so- the, f- the final descent. Yes, and thinking to myself if this thing falls out of that claw Rosie will be, cr- <laughs> they're going to hear her in, in, in freaking Antarctica. Oh, they're going to no. hear her tears. Luckily, Blue Blue made it. Look at you. You're the hero. And all of a sudden, I was on top of the world. You Some are a hero. claw machines, it's like trying to pick up ch- with chopsticks. It's so like. It is impossible. Oh, yeah. Of course. Do they grease the claw handles? I mean, some of them are so flimsy. Like you just. And they just fall immediately. You're like, this has this can't yeah. hold an ounce of weight. Yeah. And, and, you know, when you examine the claw machine. There's only about three or four you realistically have an opportunity. You know, Rosie's pointing to the bottom of the damn claw machine. I'm like, Rosie, you want me to open it up and dive in there for it? <laughs> you know, you, you can only get, you know, the two or three that are sitting right there on the top of it. So shout out to Steak and Shake. I know not many of them are left standing slash open, but the one near my house is, and we, I love it. We went to do a claw machine the other day. We were at like a family fun center, and there's one of those candy ones that says, play till you win. Oh, boy, that's dangerous. So we're like, hey, here we go. Swipe the card. Got a turn. Didn't win. That was it. Game over. Like it says, play to win. It says play the to hell? win. Yeah, I thought you had 40, what kind of ripoff was this? Forty-five minutes. Shocking! You're scammed over and a carny game like that. My oldest finally got a piece of candy. It was the oldest piece of taffy you've probably ever seen in oh, your life. It's probably in there since yeah, since before COVID. Well before COVID, 1997. This doesn't taste good. I'm like, uh, I I don't doubt you. Two, it's as old as dad. Two two things. I don't believe, and now I ha- I haven't wor- I haven't. It was never my thing. I don't think I've ever won the claw game. I, this I, was I probably. I think I've won maybe twice, and I would say sixty-seven tries. Yeah, I've oh. won a few times. There was a kid, and I remember Mark his name. The claw game. I won an Avatar here. DVD. Oh God, that's a good pull. I uh, how did you how did you get the DVD? I don't that, know. That seems like that would be the most difficult thing. To that was hold random the luck. Claw. Uh, there was a kid when I was growing up in Western New York. I was about eight, nine, ten years old. And I remember his name. I doubt he'll this will ever get back to him. Haven't seen him since I moved away to Southern Indiana when I was ten years old. His name was Jason Jenko, and he was a ringer. KB, this kid, this kid was nine out of ten times could walk up to any damn claw machine in the country, okay, How? and pull a stuffed animal, a DVD. Oh, of course, Tell back me then, his no tricks. DVDs. S- send I, me his email again. This is when I was ten years old. He was on my. Is he uh, in red, Vegas right now? He was on my red baseball team. His name was Jason Jenko. If you want to try to find him on the internet or on Facebook, go ahead. Man, I've, I don't. I, I seriously don't think I've won one of those at one time in my life. Well, trust me, I struck out in South Bend. Luckily, Rosie was very happy. Well, good for her. Uh, good and, for you. And Blue Blue, Blue Blue has been a, uh, a a sleeping friend to Rosie here okay. the last couple of nights, so that has been helpful. Okay. On that and uh, those positions of depth: wide out, offensive tackle, Jeremiah threw our way. Tight end, running back, lacking. Offensive tackle. Yeah. Great Smith's health. I know. What what round are you thinking? Is that a third rounder to you? You know, you just did Freeland last year in the fourth. Do you view Freeland as, boy, he got a lot of growing pains out. You know, I mean, hell, you talk about baptism by fire. That dude started how many games? He probably started half of your games last season. Oh, he he was very valuable 
to this football team. But again, is he, you know, the valuable ninth offensive lineman, eighth offensive lineman, or is there more there? I think that's just a position that to keep an eye on. And then tight end, the lack of depth there, does that push Bowers up at all? Does that make Bowers even more coveted? Because, again, tight end is one. It's probably a question for Ballard in the next couple of days, Andy. He's drafted four tight ends from round three to six in the last three drafts. If you look at tight end investment around the NFL, I guarantee you that ranks near the top of the list of it, NFL teams. It has to. It has so, to. does Ballard say, yeah, let's just be patient with that group? Or does he say, man, it hasn't worked out there. Shane Steichen's influence is different. We need to invest again significantly at that position. Yeah, I mean, to, boy, how much? Let me ask you this. How much do you think Will What do you think the ceiling is for Will Mallory? I'm like, I don't want to ask that to Ballard because, you know, if we have 15 right, minutes with him, yeah, it's yeah. kind of a waste yeah. of a question. But if they think he is an above average tight end. I think there's something there. I but, think there's something there, but how much? I guess but that's not my enough thing. for me to just, you know, to play out the mock draft example of Daniel Jeremiah to all of a sudden say, yeah, let's take a corner here at 15, and then Brock Bowers falls to 18. Right. But, you know, not enough on that. And shout out here to Grant. Grant tweets, the year was 2004. I feel, can we play the 30 for 30 music? What if I told you? <laughs> yeah. The year was 2004, and fourth grade me had his greatest claw machine triumph ever. Now, wow. a fourth grader success rate at the claw machine, I mean, you got to have some patience. You know, play out the 20 seconds, really yep. make sure your, your geometry is looking good with the claw. He said he got a pig in a Harley Davidson outfit and picked it up by its hat. Never forget good job what was the name grant shout out to grant the only problem is grant peaked uh, at fourth grade well at least you waited until your mid-30s i guess it's better uh, than a couple kids better than not peaking at all which is probably me shout out right there i think two names to watch do you ever pass up the claw machine by the way oh Oh, yeah plenty of times oh i i I hate the claw machine. my daughter's like can we do it i'm like no i don't know see i I, it has a magnet to me i always think this is my chance See, I always okay. say, uh, my excuse is always, I don't usually carry cash these days. It's everything's oh, no. uh, Trust me, the one at Fifth Fourth and Sage, well. it, it had a, because Rosie wanted one of the, you know, twist the quarter, and I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I don't have change on me. And then, and it was one of the self-kiosks, Steak and Shake, so it's hard to get cash necessarily or change. And so I go over the claw machine, I'm like, is that a credit card, to, uh, whatever you call it? Yeah. I'm like, oh boy, here I go. Yeah, they they have the dollar bills, and then if we, I say, I don't have any money on me, and then they see like the <laughs> coin for the gumball, like, well, get some change. I'm like, I have change. I just, yeah. I don't have paper money. I don't have coin money either. All they, all credit card or debit. You please. guys will know. I guess I'll learn this when you know. Whenever I've been to to like these game centers, it's always you know I did radio remotes in Louisville and that sort of thing. But it was always like, yeah, I played some of the games, but you know, it was a lot of eating and drinking and that and that sort of thing. So I haven't focused as much. On the kid games, do they still have the sticky hands? Remember, oh, like yeah. the, the things yeah. that you sure like yep. the, the I've peeled a few things? of those off of our ceiling. Oh, yeah, in recent memory. So they oh, still yeah. have the sticky hands. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, that's I, great. I probably stepped on one three weeks ago on the bottom of my foot. You thought, what is that? Is that a booger? Like, what in? The, yeah, literally. I'm like, wait, is that <laughs> did that come out of Ma- Max's diaper? I was a little nervous about what that was there. Shout out to Daniel Jeremiah, Rick Carlisle. Those will be both up on the podcast. Again, Dane Brugler, NFL draft analyst from The Athletic, live in person tomorrow for us. We'll continue the draft coverage, obviously, all week long from the combine. Are you guys walking? I'm walking over after the show. I got to go get my uh, credential. 
to the combine. You yeah. guys, you guys mm-hmm. going to be doing that? I'll do a little, do a little circle and see what's going on. See yeah. what's going on over Give there. Give double birds to Jerry Jones's bus. We are table number two, right? Uh-huh. Of the, I saw forty-five people on Radio Row, or forty-five, Oof. I guess. Uh, what would you call Uh-oh. it? Not, I mean, it's not just shows. It's a lot of teams that are there. Oh yeah, it's like uh, the Raiders are usually there. I know the Giants always. Send oh, we their know about people. the Raiders, the Eagles. Oh, do you? Do you guys oh, get yeah. turned? You guys get beef? Uh, Jake was well, people watching last year and was I think like, the Raiders like to see the sun come up before they call yeah. it a night. I mean, the time zone difference. Okay. And they said the people that are walking, like, yeah, they look like they are out all night. Shout out to Kyle. The claw machine is pure luck. My sister won every time she played. Ah. She also wins any drawing contest she wins. Yeah, but Some people are just lucky. I I, I no, don't know, Kyle. They, they, Tell that to Jason Jenko, Andy yeah, Sweeney's some, buddy. Some people, some people have that as a skill, that they can play those types of games. Well, like pinball, I think the like big I, key I, is... Like I, I'm terrible at pinball machines, too. I think the big key is identifying the proper stuffed animal. If you, sure. if, if you get too greedy there, the claw machine right. will get the last laugh. Yeah. If you're disciplined, you can have success. I was disciplined. I'm going to pat myself on the back. At Sunday evening, I was disciplined. There and then were- I thought to myself on the drive home, do you think Maddie will care? Do you think Maddie will realize how great of an achievement this no. was? She she wasn't feeling well. She's sick. The last thing oh she cares about God. is you winning a blue stuffed I animal tried for to show her bucks. the picture of Rosie smiling. Hold- oh, no. man. Did she... Not care. They're like you bit. telling you her your golf score. Like I did really good today. Like, I, I by could the way, I less. did like the Daniel Jeremiah. Joe Alt is getting the ball in the fairway. Yeah, he called him safe and clean. I I wanted to ask him, <laughs> and we we're kind of up against the time wise. Like I love the the draft analysts that get. I mean, Daniel Jeremiah is going to be on. Mark, how long is the coverage each day? Oh, it's like ten hours. Yes, day yeah. in and day yeah. out. So like you can't just be saying the same thing over and over again because the nerds out there that are watching you for ten straight hours are going to be like, that's really redundant. So the fact that like he can come up with those sneaky, he had another one earlier in there that I really liked. Uh, yeah, it's all about the adjectives Talented. that you use. Right, safe and clean. That's a that's a good one. You want him co- to date your daughter? He's safe and sport clean. References really play well. Mark Boyle has always said, obviously the longtime legend, the Pacers play by play person. His advice to young play by players: you watch the same play twenty times over. So okay. watch the Matherin late shot clock step back three last night. You describe it in twenty different ways. Okay, I, that's a good. That's good advice. That's really good advice. Yeah, I okay. like that. 